Welcome to where the weird ones are. Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. Powerful figures in Hollywood as well as powerful politicians or in fact not human. Are they reptiles or they're lizards or perhaps extraterrestrials? Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Let's get weird. What's up, you fucking weirdos? Welcome to another episode of Where the Weird Ones Are. My name is Kevin, but you probably already knew that. And if you didn't, now you do. And my sister is here because she. Everybody say hi to the baby. Hi, I'm Tanya. That's not my baby. That was a beer gut. No, okay. That's all beer. Look at that. Look at that baby. Oh my God. She's kicking me in the bladder. (laughs) She discovered my bladder like yesterday and she's obsessed with it. Oh man, that sucks, bro. For me, it does. Yeah. All right. So today on the podcast, we had Mrs. Spooky Obsessed. I follow her on Instagram, and I also listen to her podcast. She uh, talks about, um, you know, history with uh, spooky things. Right now, she's um, her latest episode is the history of on Halloween. And I think she's planning on doing a couple episodes on the history of Halloween because she, uh she kind of like it's more like a specific part on each episode so but she has some interesting experiences and we talk about some of our own as well with her possibly some that we haven't talked about on this uh podcast yet so that'll be interesting uh also look out for uh conspiracy tuesday part two because vicky might be a part of that and it will be fun i think so anyways tanya what did you think about today's in, uh podcast um i thought it was interesting it was kind of different from like other podcasts that like i don't know we talked about paranormal but it wasn't like i don't know it was more it of a conversation yeah, 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 it was it was the focus, but it wasn't the focus, the paranormal part. Right, right, right. Uh, she um, has experienced a a few um, things, uh, UFO maybe. So that was a cool story. Um, anyways, so real quick, I want to give a shout out to a couple um, podcasts that I currently listen to. First is Tommy Cullum's Let's Get Freaky. I think you guys should check him out. He's going to be coming on um, our show 
to talk about some of his experiences tomorrow. Um, also, Mrs. Spooky Obsessed. So you can find her, I believe she said iHeartRadio, um, Amazon Music, Spotify. Those, those are the places you can find her podcast. And she's currently working on Apple. Uh, third is the Conversation Cabin. I believe I think she's a phenomenal storyteller. And last but not least, I will say three three siblings walk into a bar. Uh, they talk about true crime. They tell each other stories. It's three siblings, two sisters, and a brother. Um, it's an interesting dynamic, and I enjoy listening to it. With that being said, Tanya, do you uh, listen to any podcasts as of right now? Um, I listen to a bunch of podcasts, but I haven't listened to any in a while. None of them are really like paranormal. They're all true crime because, you know, I'm a white girl. So mm -hmm. I listen to the true crimes. Interesting. Interesting. True crime. Some A lot of those fucking disturb me and like irritate me and I get really angry sometimes. Yeah, a lot of them do. I just heard one about um this guy was a cop in Florida. And he murdered murdered a woman and almost got away with it, essentially. So, oh yeah, the ones with the cops are always the most annoying because they they're I, cops, so yeah, they, they they're taken care of by other law enforcement. Well, that well, this one he he wasn't protected by other. They just it took a little bit longer because oh, that's good because he was so close to it you know what i mean yeah so but they eventually found him out and they um he tried saying that she wanted to have uh relations with him but and then he accidentally killed her or something like that but he fucking anyways um i can't remember the woman's name so you could probably uh listen to it but I can't remember. Um, I believe it was on 48 hours, maybe. Oh, no, it was Mr. Ballin. Mr. Ballin on YouTube. And, I love his Mr. Ballin. His podcast, actually. I think it was his podcast. that. Uh, I think it was episode 64. Um, he's a good storyteller, I think. So that is another one. That's another podcast that I listen to that you think you should check out. So um, he has a lot of content on tiktok and youtube and i like you should check it out all right anyways that's all I, oh also if you guys are into uh cryptid merchandise possibly cryptid uh plushies please head on over to 16percent.com and use my code stay weird that's a capital s and a capital w um if you use that code you can help support short uh blah, 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 help support this show and you can probably get some cool shit out of it. So please do so. Other than that, stay weird, my friends. They're coming to get you, Barbara.
Welcome to another episode of Where the Weird Ones Are. Today we have Mrs. Spooky Obsessed. Uh, she has her own podcast, so I implore you to go check it out. I enjoy listening to it. I also enjoy uh, checking out her Instagram. Uh, so how are you doing tonight, Vicky? I am doing great. How about yourself? I am good. Hey, guess what? My sister's here today, guys. Hey. Oh, my God. You're so lame. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vicky, uh, so we, we talked a little bit on Instagram and uh, you had stated that you have had some uh, paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have. So I know that you're really interested in the spooky stuff and everything. So if you don't mind uh, telling everybody that listens to this, how, what got you hooked on to spooky stuff and got you into um, the path of doing your own podcast. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to say it's kind of like a childhood thing. So on a personal level with paranormal experiences, it's something I have like encountered since I was like really small, yay, yay big, I guess, whatever term you want to use. Um, my family, when I was younger, like we used to live in this trailer house and I don't know if it ever belonged to anyone else before us, but like I used to encounter a little boy uh, who would just like come out of nowhere, like like peeking out at you at the end of the hallway, wouldn't do anything in particular harmful, but just like like oddly watching you. Mm -hmm. And then every night it was this scary occurrence of like, I needed to have my bedroom door closed because you would hear down the hallway some footsteps, really, really heavy footsteps. And the thing with that is that the these pair of boots, I guess, like, they would stop at my door and just wait there never moving and it always like from the time I was so small like it always felt so evil and negative that I was just like I wouldn't sleep for the rest of the night for how the the evil sense I guess just feeling it from uh, from the other side of the door like this sort of like figure um that was like on the other side so I would always tell my mom and by the time I started like growing up or I got older my mom would tell me from I think I was like three or four years old I used to sleepwalk and I used to go outside in the middle of the night and play by myself as if like I was actually playing with someone else but like there was no one there I would go to the middle of the street and start playing with somebody so my mom had even like went to the pediatrician like hey like what the hell like I don't know what to do with my daughter <laughs> and so like the doctor himself had even told my mom, like, hey, you know what? Like, don't try to wake her up because usually kids who are sleepwalking, like if you if you try to wake them up, it scares them and it gets their heart to stop. So my mom would kind of like go along with it and just kind of guide me back inside the home. But because I did it so much when I was young, she ended up having to insert another like uh, doorknob or yeah, like a bolt way up at the high corner of the door for me not to reach so I could stop going outside. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. It stopped on its own a year later, according to my mom, and it never came back. Even right now in my adulthood, I'm like, shit, I better not be going outside. My <laughs> <laughs> so 
uh, on your podcast, you you told the story story about uh, the footsteps in in the uh, room at, um, at your grandparents, right? Um, my well, okay, so this was it from when when I was little. Yes, this was yes. my home, my trailer. Oh, your house, your house. Yes, and okay. then a few years later, uh, like my family transferred to my grandparents' house. Yes. Okay, and there was a room that you weren't weren't uh supposed to go into correct i'm not too sure if you spoke with that with someone else no oh, okay I, I all right I must, that. <laughs> all right i must get, have you mixed up with somebody else then sorry that's okay <laughs> so um on your podcast you you talk about like his the history of halloween and um a lot of like spooky stories so what's the uh what are you planning on for your next episode I am for my next episode I'm currently working on finishing the second half of the whole history of Halloween and you had asked me earlier what's with my obsession with all that spooky related stuff right right so that is I, I really give that whole credit to my mom because like she was a fan of everything horror she loves everything Halloween and whatnot and you know me and my sisters growing up on that I guess it just kind of like we got conditioned with that sort of love for the Halloween holiday too that now that I'm an adult and having my own like personal experiences like I don't know it kind of doesn't scare me as much I guess when you're little and almost anything that goes bump in the night it does scare you but um now I'm like I want to know more I need to know more like what's with this whole thing and then like last year I graduated with my four-year degree in sociology so it's about this whole thing about like society and whatnot and I kind of put two on two together I was like you know what everyone has this whole thing on like learning society with the medical field the education you know money and whatnot but why not put in like the 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 culture of like scary stories and monsters like that affects our society too maybe not a lot of people see it I don't know but I do so I did that was my reason and purpose in creating my podcast it was to kind of hopefully get a deeper understanding how all this has shaped our livelihood I guess from childhood to adulthood right I think it's uh pretty cool how it's transitioned into what it is today um mm -hmm. it's kind of glorified a little bit like uh like the true cr true crime stuff um people are like obsessed with all that yeah. um i listen to a lot of true crime and and i get upset by it some of it um but halloween has always been like my favorite uh holiday and i don't Ooh. know about my sister but when when I was little, when I was four, it was child's play that got me hooked. Like I was so scared of child's play. I used uh, my cousin ended up putting it on and I would hide under this blanket and it was like a knitted blanket. So it had the, these little holes all through it. Yeah. And so I, I throw it over my head and I could still see the TV and I was like, I can't escape it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I was curious uh, if you can, not a lot of people can, but I was wondering what is your favorite horror movie? 
You know what? Yeah, that got me stumped too. I would not know which one to tell you. I mean, I like a lot of them. I mean, I could say specifically not my favorite type of horror movies is the gore. Like, okay, I don't know if you're a big fan of Terrifier because I know a lot of people over the internet are, but I, I couldn't handle it. I was like, no, that's that's too much for my taste. Like, I, I can't with that. It was a good movie, the first part. Yeah. The second part killed it for me, but like uh those kind of gory movies, I get that they add that that sort of fear that people are looking for, but mm-mm, mm-mm, no sir, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so um another thing, uh when we had spoke, I had actually the one of the nights that we were talking, I was literally sitting on my bed messaging you. And I looked up and I could see a shadow person standing in my hallway. And you had said something about um, witches or something. Okay, so yeah, um, you know how I told you, I think I told you online that I live like on the border of Texas and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, so literally next door is Mexico. But like, because I am Hispanic, born, bred, everything. Um, we have our own cultures down here compared to like other people who have their own definition. So the Hispanic culture kind of has this idea that a lot of bad things that happen to you or if you happen to see shadows or apparitions or possibly demons, you know, it's all tied back to someone doing something to you. Someone's, you know, evil eyes, right? If you're familiar with that, it's yeah. someone doing this sort of like ill intent evil eye on you that it's it's someone who you know they're jealous of you for I don't know what you may have they hate your guts for whatever reason they go see a curandera so that that's basically like uh, a female witch or curandero which is a male witch right Mm -hmm. and they'll ask these sort of witches to be like okay hey I I don't like this person I want something bad to happen to them and so when you mentioned something about seeing black shadows, it's like, well, down here, it means many things, but I don't know how your perception of seeing black shadows ties into your sort of mentality. You probably see it and you're like, oh, it's just a shadow. It's nothing. But for us down here, it would be like, hell, dude, take out that holy water, start saging the entire house because those are not good to, to come across. Well, uh, so in my experiences, it's never been... Um, it scared me, especially when I was a kid, but I, when I was a kid, I didn't know anything like to do about it, but I would always see them, especially in my grandparents' basement. But, uh, I had stated, uh, on another podcast that we were on that my brother's bedroom was also in the basement and that's where the video games were. So I had to go down there and play video games. So I had to see these shadow figures every time I went down. And they would stand up against uh, like the lolly columns, you know, for the basement that holds up the floor and stuff like kind of lean against it or they'd be in a corner or something, but they never like did anything. And the ones that I see here, um, I rarely see them, but I do once in a while. Um, And they just kind of stand there and they like if I walk towards it, it'll it'll go away. But if I stay where I am or if I back away from it, it'll stay there. But um, I usually just like say, go away. I don't want you here or something like that. And then they sometimes go away, sometimes not. 
so yeah no there's also that thing with us down here that you kind of need to scream at them out loud like hey you're not allowed here i don't want you in my home and you know on command they will go away but i don't know how it works in the spirit world if they end up coming back or not all right um i heard um i think it was today actually on an on another podcast they were talking about shadow people and they were saying that they think that they might be like us just in a different realm and they think that they're seeing us the same way that we're seeing them crazy that you that you bring that up because as i had finished my first uh, second like first half of the halloween episode the more i had looked into the church ideology how it affected like during the medieval times like people's perception of stuff mm-hmm you know, they have this whole thing about like heaven and hell and purgatory. Like, I don't know what your religion is, but like in the Catholic church, it is like that, right? Like, so I have this belief that we are hand in hand with purgatory. We live in the physical realm, Mm -hmm. but the ghost and the spirits we see is like, is because we're actually right next door to those in purgatory like because we're not dead yet we can't really enter that that sort of realm but they have and they have like this sort of like door to kind of still visit us in a way but I don't know there's still so much to like learn and and understand with that but that's my theory I feel like we actually are side to side with those in purgatory yeah uh they say they say the um i've heard them people have said the same thing about like cryptids like sasquatch and stuff like it's a whole it's like a parallel kind of like what you were just saying with the purgatory or and um every once in a while we that's why you get can see them every once in a great while but i was curious um if you believed in like bigfoot at all i gotta say yes actually yeah because like i grew up with a lot of these sort of like shows that you would see on the travel channel and whatnot like i'm pretty sure ghost adventures and whatnot my favorite one and i stopped watching it a few years ago was mountain monsters i don't know if you're familiar with that show i'm not it's all these old men they're all these ranchers and farmers but you know, they have their day job and then they also have their night job that they kind of do like this investigating in the at night, of course. And they they don't investigate within the city. They investigate like people's like ranches, you know, because it's these mm. other farmers. They call them. They're like, hey, you know, something's mutilating my sheep or I saw Bigfoot in like the, the video content that they show. It's kind of trippy and scary that I'm like, huh, I think I'm starting to believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> i think uh i do too too i haven't seen um a bigfoot but yeah i'd be i feel like i'd get excited about it obviously i'd still be scared because who knows nobody knows the intention of of a bigfoot but i think um i don't know i just I, i find it interesting so i was curious about so i try to learn as much about other other cultures and stuff about like their paranormal entities or their lores like um surrounding cryptids and stuff and i know um with the mexican culture you have like the day of the dead and uh what what 
is fun and I feel like it helps like children that may not be immersed in that culture was the Disney movie Coco, which was yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was that movie was beautifully done. And um so I, I don't know if it's uh, a Mexican cryptid or if it's just a southern cryptid, but like the chupacabra, I guess they just recently found out that it was a real animal. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard no, that? I, I think it came out like on TV a few years ago that I think it was this lady. She had found something and she decided to kind of do like a what's the name of that? What's the word that they they kind of bring these dead animals to life? Like, a, but Taxi they don't actually bring them to life. Say that Ta again. Taxidermy. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah. And she did. I don't know if it's on a museum display or something. I'm like, that just looks like an ugly hair, hairless looking dog. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, um, down here where I live in the small, small hometown, my small hometown, I heard a few older uncles of mine, they would say the same thing like, oh, we see a creature down by the river um they can never describe what it is but it would be something like yay big and just it's so ugly looking and whatnot i think some people would refer it to the chupacabra but um my hometown doesn't have like it's a ranch town but i don't live in like other spaces where it's like oh there's horses and sheep and, and cattle and whatnot so of course it's not something i would ever come across but it is something that it is an often term said down here, like something were to happen to someone's like um, animals in the ranch or in the farms down here. Yes, like everyone wants to tie it down to the to the chupacabra. But I mean, I'm not too sure. Like, you know, that's part of my yeah. growing up. And even at that, I'm kind of like, I don't know to really give in the belief of that or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did do you still sleepwalk? No. no 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 i don't no. thank so, god <laughs> but how, no. how long did you go uh with before you were able to put put a stop to that i my mom said that it lasted one year it just year. it came suddenly and then it just stopped on its own she my mom tells me that there was nothing she did differently she just kind of let me i guess play it out and yeah. then it just it just stopped but um she tells me within that time period I used to also wake up in the middle of the night wake her up from her sleep and be like mom they're not letting me sleep they're not letting me sleep and she would always ask me like well who's there and you know I maybe I'm just I was just too young or yeah. there's that whole infantile amnesia term but like I don't I don't remember I'm gonna be quite honest I don't I don't know what the hell I experienced <laughs> at that time I remember few but not everything do you do you think that maybe you you uh might have like a a medium ability like and as you got older it kind of like diminished and maybe you just don't remember that part when you were younger so like you ha may have had spirits around you and that you're like just stop talking and you're like had you be like yeah if you don't stop talking I'm gonna go tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that those experiences actually stopped sometime in my mid-20s once I got closer to getting 30 it kind of stopped the thing that has not gone away is my nightmares 
is that like I don't know I looked it up one time and there's apparently there's a thing called nightmare syndrome and I'm like is that what I'm suffering from like it does affect my sleep a lot um actually this home where I'm at right now with my husband like the first three nights when we first moved in it was one nightmare after another after another and like it it wouldn't go away so I started like doing my own cleansing and whatnot and then it, it it did go away, but there's a pattern to my sleep that I tend to go a good while with nightmares and then I'll stop with the nightmares and then it comes back. So the whole thing with the spirits, like I said, it, I stopped seeing them in my 20s. The only thing that has not gone away is just my problem with my sleep. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so do you like end up waking up in the middle of the night in like a cold sweat and like hyperventilating or is it just like kind of scares you too? Only one time I had that little bit of a sweat problem and I don't even remember what the dream was about, but when the nightmares get really intense, yes, I do. I do wake up with my heart, like wanting to come out of my chest and it hurts. Like it physically hurts for how scared I get during, during these nightmares in my sleep. That's crazy crazy i don't think i've experienced a nightmare like that in <laughs> forever um i did a couple times when i was a kid i saw a lot of stuff when when i was young my sister actually uh freaked out at a black mass in uh, my grandparents <laughs> bed, uh house uh tanya you want to tell her about that yeah um so we were getting ready for school in the morning and Kevin and I were in the kitchen waiting for my mom and um, I just saw like in the entryway from like the kitchen to the living room like this black mass and it scared the crap out of me it kind of came out of nowhere so it scared me so I screamed and I ran and then Kevin screamed and ran after me and uh, my mom you know, she didn't understand what was going on. So she got upset with us for being so loud in the morning and whatever. And I told her what I saw. And Kevin was like, yeah, I didn't see it, but she screamed and ran. So I screamed and ran too. (laughs) (laughs) So Kevin, I think would survive a horror film because that's how you do it. (laughs) You don't don't question it. You just, you see somebody screaming and running, you just go. (laughs) Uh, That's exactly how you do it. You don't investigate because that's how you die. And every <laughs> so do you when you have these nightmares do you when when you wake up and your husband's right there uh does he wake up too or do you wake him up no no, no actually like he's so knocked out like i don't think he even feels me kind of like panic oh, and, like, man in I, <laughs> I wish i could sleep like that <laughs> <laughs> no he, he, he's a good sleeper but like um I think the only thing at this point that wakes me up in the middle of the night is my dogs. So if that helps disrupt my, my dreams, I'm fine with that. I'm going to keep my dog next to me. <laughs> so uh, what do you experience in your nightmares? Do you, can you remember them or? Yeah. So from elementary all the way to high school, I always had these dreams about like these monsters and there were, I think my earliest form I guess my first nightmare it was a Disney cartoon okay so I'm a bit embarrassed to admit that but like Snow White was literally getting her head eaten off by 
I, what are those one of those characters from Mulan um it was those those big guys whatever like I don't know that's my first nightmare like the bad and guys the high, yeah the Huns I the think Hunt, that's what yeah yeah and then in high school I started dreaming about these sort of like mythical gods I guess that I, one in particular had like 50 heads on him wow. um and I actually searched that up one time there is a Greek god that actually or or monster it it does have that i don't remember the name at this point and then once i got to my 20s i started dreaming about murder and rape and oh. there was another one yeah they, they got pretty serious that that i i always dreamt something in relation to death in in my 20s like it happening to you or you witnessing it happen to someone both ways oh yeah it wasn't like just to me and at the end and like in my 20s I kind of figured like okay you know what maybe there's someone here in my room and they're trying to say something to me ah like what are they saying but like the majority of the dreams were the same it was murder it was rape there was a stalker and actually there was this one guy that I kept dreaming of I think like for four nightmares straight it was the same guy but he would disguise himself as a police officer or a teacher or just a regular somebody like in the middle of the street, you know, but mm. it was the same face. And I never saw his face again after that. Huh? That's crazy. Wow. Mm. That's terrible to experience. So does it feel real? Yes, dude. It, it feels like I'm there discovering the bodies myself. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's a bit creepy. It's a bit scary. That's what I'm saying. Like I would wake up with my heart physically hurting my chest like yeah. it, it would be like what the hell like how many times in a day do you experience a dead body you know right yeah. oh man i'm sorry that you have to go through that yeah, that's fine that's um, right um do you have have you experienced anything um negative other than the nightmares with any entities or anything like that Wait, say that again? What do you mean? Like, if I have dreamed of, like, these dark spirits entering my dreams or something? Uh, No, like, if, uh, like, have you seen or experienced a, an entity in, like, in your waking time? Oh, okay. That yeah, is negative or, or, or is the nightmares the most negative thing? Okay, so I'll say this. I was in ninth grade. I was on the phone with a friend and the service inside my house was a bit like sketchy, scratchy. So I had to go outside. And this was like, I think around eight, nine at night. So I would just be there with my friend. We're talking about boys, right? Of course, it's a girl thing. And <laughs> <laughs> my aunt had this car that she bought from another family member of ours. And given that the, the yard is so dark, my mom had like three dogs at that time and they, they just kept barking at this one car. And like, I didn't give in to the thought of it at first until it just, it was so continuous that finally I looked and I saw given that it's dark, but when you see these sort of like demons or entities that they, they lack a color, they happen to be darker than night itself. So, okay. I was able to make out the image that on the on the car seat the front car seat with the steering wheel there was this creature looking at me that it did had horns 
like coming out of its head, just staring back at me. And I screamed, I hung up the phone with my friend, like forget that phone call. I went and I ran back inside and I told my mom and my mom and my aunt, they went out there, they went to go investigate to see, but nothing happened. So that was a, that was one experience. No, 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 I'm gonna leave it at that for right now. A year later, my dad passed away around that same time I had saw that spirit. So I don't like now as an adult, I think about it and I'm like, I think that was supposed to be like the sort of sign that something bad was going to happen. It just, it was not going to happen that day of, it was just going to, it was just this foreseeable thing that was something was going to happen in the future. I don't know if you ever had something like that, that you see like this, this black shadow. And then like three weeks later, you're like, Oh shit. Like I did not see that coming. And that black shadow was the sort of like warning for you. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I haven't, I, at least, not that I am aware of yeah. it happening. I do. I mean, I've seen, uh, like, obviously I've seen the shadow people, but that's like the only real, um, like dark figures that I've seen. I did see, um, a see-through entity. I've talked about it on a few episodes now, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, he was a faceless, faceless, apparition he sat next to me on my swing set at my grandparents house and he either had noodles a bowl of noodles or he was knitting something but whatever he had it was stringy like yarn or noodles and i couldn't see his face and he um i looked up at him and i could see right through him and he goes be patient and i was like about what he goes you'll know you'll you'll know and then i just like looked down at the ground and I was like, what the fuck? And it felt like I was looking at the ground forever, but it was probably only like two minutes. And then all of a sudden he was gone. So that's a bit creepy. Yeah. I, I, I was, very I was nine and it was, so I had, um, tried to take my own life at nine and, um, it happened probably a couple weeks after that. Holy shit. Yeah. That's, that's something right there. So and, I, and you never saw that figure again, like with the noodle or or the string. No, no never again. Never again. That was you the only time. You get into the thought that it may have been like, like a guardian angel or something communicating with you. I kind of, kind of. So like, um, for most of my life, I'm I was, I kind of like put it in the back of my mind after a few years, but like after it happened, I was just I thought about it every day. I'm like, what am I supposed to be patient about? the hell am I supposed to be patient about and like it didn't even really dawn on me to be like anything like as a savior or anything and then I tried a second time uh, when I was 13 Um, and then after that I just became like dull and angry for like the rest of like my high school years I was always mad about something and it just like I never thought about it again and then once um i started listening to podcasts about all these uh people's experiences and stuff and then i started remembering my experiences and then i was like oh yeah and then uh i remember when i was 30 i was living in my mother's basement and i was i felt like a piece of shit i felt like my life was going nowhere i'm like really i'm fucking 30 living in my mother's basement no heat in the middle of winter in the basement is 
freezing. My kids had to sleep in their beds in the basement. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing with myself? And, um, and then I thought about that, that time. And I was just like, I wonder if he's just like, it was meant like a, as like a life mantra. We like be patient with everything and everything will fall in line. Like, don't get so caught up in life that you are trying to rush to your end goal constantly. And so I just started kind of just letting go of what I couldn't, couldn't control. And four years later, I have a three bedroom house and my kids and I started uh, taking vacations and it's been uh, it's this year alone has been extremely good. I, I started like this spiritual journey and it just, I'm learning new things constantly. Uh, I started this podcast uh, last April. Um, it was, I only did a couple interviews at first. And then in October, I just started back to back talking to people and it's just, and everybody on the Instagram and stuff is everybody's so friendly and so nice. And I love everybody. And it's, it's been such a good experience with the, this podcast alone and everybody that I've come across. So I just, I feel amazing. like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's a, it's was meant to be positive. So, but at the time when I had experienced it, I was like, what the fuck? yeah I mean yeah uh, you were younger when you said that you were having these sort of like negative life experiences right yeah yeah we never have anything figured out at that that sort of age until finally you get older you go through your own stages of life and everything starts to click make sense I get it I get it like uh, I think everyone goes through their phase of depression I guess it but it's through those low points that's where we find ourselves and we grow from it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I 100% yeah. agree. Um, so going back to like, um, you said that you live in a small ranch town. So I was curious if you have ever seen a UFO. Okay, so actually, was it 2021 or 2022? I think it was 2021. My cousin and my sister both graduated from TAMU. And so my sister was like, no, I'm I'm not going to have a dinner or anything. I'm just going to go about my day. My cousin um, out of town, which is only like 50 miles away from where I lived, was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to have a get together here at the bar. You want to come? Cool. Let's get together. Yes. So my, my husband and I, we go, we hang out, we had a few beers and I think it was already like two in the morning, typical timing when all the clubs and bars like close down. Right. So we're like, okay, let's go home. I'm falling asleep. I'm tired. And like somewhere along the way on the drive, cause we were in my car. Yeah. I told my husband, like, you know what? I'm super sleepy. I can't, I can't hold it. Like, can you, can you take over? Sure. Okay. So, and my sister's also with us. I forgot to mention that part. Like we took her with us. Yeah. And while he's driving, we go to her, my sister's house to drop her off. But in the, not, it wasn't such a far horizon, but like so close 
oh, hovering over like the the Mexican border, we see like this orange orb actually this this thing it was floating and then it would stop and then kind of reverse back and then it would just go forward and then like it was kind of cloudy too so you couldn't really tell much mm -hmm. you just see like this orange light and in the first one that I actually saw it was my husband he was like babe oh my god do you see that and I'm there like all angry like because I wanted to sleep but like <laughs> I saw it too and I was like wait what the heck and like someone actually recorded it and put it on Facebook, the Laredo Paranormal Society. I forgot the rest of the title. It's such a it's such a long name. Yeah. But I looked for it the other day and I was like, damn it, this isn't as clear. <laughs> I was hoping it would be, but like someone like there were a lot of people that experienced the same thing too. They saw that orb. Some people claim like, oh no, it's just one of those um those planes that they can stop in the middle of the air, whatever. But <laughs> I've never heard of a plane like that same here i was like okay whatever whatever floats your boat but like it, it was and it was such a beautiful perfect circle too dude like like if you were to have seen it you would have been like what the fuck like oh my god like it was just float but it looked like an orb like yeah. of all things like it was like this floating glow just kind of like going back and forth up and down and then it disappeared you didn't see it go shoot nowhere in the sky. It just all of a sudden the light just stopped glowing and it disappeared. And that was it. We never wow. saw it again after that. Wow. That is crazy. And one thing that makes it even more crazier, the episode that I just aired yesterday uh, with Shane, uh, UFO Bigfoot. I don't know. I know that you I've been meaning to listen to that episode. I barely got to hear your other podcast with uh, 305 Paranormal, Mystic Talk and Engineer of the Soul. I like that episode. I was like, legit, oh, you let... need to go out more. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, yes. uh, yeah, he uh, he experienced uh, orange uh, orbs in uh, North crazy. Carolina. So when the minute you start, you said orange orb, I was like, what? No way. Oh, I literally just God. posted this episode yesterday and he <laughs> saw 12. He saw 12 and he had like this like euphoric feeling of just like beautiful energy, positive. And he just like he pulled over, got out of his car and was just like, wow. And then they just like went in a like a single file line and just left that okay that is creepy okay no i've never had that sort of experience but just seeing that orange glow and it was only one just one little bulb i guess just floating in midair but yes it wow. was creepy. like we didn't even think about getting our phones we were just like what like we were just seeing it going back and forth and whatnot that's awesome that's pretty cool though um it's good that it wasn't like a negative thing. A lot of people uh, end up having some like negativity, uh, a negative experience when it comes to something yeah. unexplainable in the sky, um, like abductions and stuff. So um, some people actually are like, yeah, I was abducted and it was awesome and it was amazing. And I'm like, mm, okay, but I mean, that's their experience. Not everybody is going to yeah. experience the same thing. So, um, of course. and you said that was 2021, 2021. Yeah. This happened in early May or the second week of May, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen. Sometimes I'll look up at the sky at night just to try to see if I see anything weird, but it, it's usually just stars. So it's always. The... I was about to ask if you had any UFO experiences yourself. No, I, I personally haven't. I don't know if my sister has because she hasn't talked about it, but I've told my sister most of uh, the stuff that I experienced, especially when we were kids. I don't think I ever told her about the faceless guy, though, but um, just because that scared the shit out of me, I didn't even want to talk about it. But um, Tanya, you ever see an, a UFO? Um, there was one time, but it could have also possibly have been a dream. Um, but it was when we were really young, when we were living with Graham and Gramp, and, and um, or it also, I guess, could have been an airplane because we did live right next to the airport. But it was just weird because it's like there was just an aircraft that came like right over the house, which we did not live close enough to the airport that an airplane should be right over our house. Yeah. Um, but again, that could have been a dream. So I've never really put much thought into that, but it's the closest I've come. Yeah, and this airport is like small aircrafts. It's not like commercial airlines and stuff. These right. are just like single person airplanes and small jets. Okay. Yeah. So and helicopters. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I dislike the helicopter disliked the helicopters because they would fly so low around that area. And it was like a whole lot of woods. So I used to find like um weird uh footprints in like or tracks in the snow all the time every 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 winter like a bigfoot type of footprint or no, no. just no, something was, you wouldn't recognize yeah <laughs> and they were like sometimes so i think there were there was one time where i think it was squirrels but i pretended like it was an alien and i just like followed it <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay i see yeah yeah <laughs> so that was that was kind of cool but i did see like tracks that like were more explainable that were like weird i don't I can't i remember thinking like i don't know what would have made that but i can't like remember what they looked like but i remember uh the experience i do actually um remember one time uh i was following <laughs> So, all right, I haven't talked about this on this podcast. Um, we talked about it when we were on uh, Let's Get Freaky with Tommy Cullum. Uh, but me and my sister were walking in the woods. Um, we were following these weird tracks. It was just like this very like light sheet of snow. Um, and it was still fairly warm out but it was just enough snow that you could see tracks and we were following these weird, weird tracks. And then all of a sudden it was almost like, it was almost like I walked through a portal. Like every, all of a sudden the woods were, were different and it was like this little mushroom village of mushroom people. That's pretty trippy. <laughs> yeah. And they just like, they looked exactly like mushrooms. There was no like, face or anything like that they didn't look like people that happened to have like a mushroom head or anything they were mushrooms and they were walking around this village and i had glasses I or anything were you <laughs> <laughs> well i was <laughs> uh, maybe i could have been so i so this i did a i did um um 
regression therapy. That's how I remember this. I remember, so I remembered following the tracks and then I remembered my glasses falling off. So, but when I, I did regression and I remembered some things that I didn't want to remember, but I needed to remember to heal from them that happened to me. Um, but this is one of the things that came out of it. And I know like <clears throat> with regression therapy, sometimes you get false memories or it's said that you can get false memories. So, but this feels real to me, but I am concerned that maybe it didn't happen, but it feels really, really extremely real. And, um, yeah. And, uh, so I remember they all like stopped and looked at me and they were probably about not much bigger than a water bottle, probably maybe half the size of the, of a 16 ounce water bottle. And, um, I, I felt like this like bump on, on the back of my head and my head goes forward and my glasses fall off my face. And then I turned my head and this mushroom was on my shoulder. And then it was almost like it spoke to me telepathically because you know, it doesn't have a face, doesn't have a fucking mouth. Um, and it's like, <laughs> you didn't need those. And I was like, and I just stared at it. I didn't know what to do. And then as I'm staring at it on my shoulder, it was like a switch like that. And my sister standing there and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me. And then I go, I lost my glasses and she goes, where are they? And then she stepped on my glasses and oh. broke them. And then I never wore glasses again. That is trippy on so many levels, but that is, that's crazy. Honestly, yeah. like, <laughs> to have this thing tell you like, nah, you never needed glasses. And lo and behold, you don't need those, those glasses. Yeah. It was, as so when I told Tommy about it, I, I said that maybe I was falsely like told that I need glasses, but at the same time, it, it was, it would almost be like, kind of like a miracle kind of thing. You know what I mean? Cause the, you know, mushrooms, when you eat mushrooms, they're good for your brain cells and stuff like that. Um, so I, I would assume that it would be good eating mushrooms would be good for your eyesight. Hmm. Maybe. That, well, I mean, it could be true. I mean, we do tie a lot of things to our, the health of our body and whatnot. So that's pretty interesting, actually. I mean, I've heard of regression therapy. I've never heard of it in terms of like, oh, you can have like these sort of false memories or, or these sort of dreams or something like that. So I'm going to look into that and see if maybe in the future I can make like a, an episode out of it. Like, hey, yeah. look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I've heard uh, people say that sometimes that it would it would give you a memory. You could get a memory out of it that actually didn't happen is what it's it, it said but i've only heard that i haven't actually like seen like clinical like um articles or anything about you know the memories that you get from it being false but i've heard it on a couple of podcasts because a lot of people because a lot of people have a hard time remembering like abductions and stuff and then you know, they're, they're like, well, have you ever thought about uh, regression therapy? And they're like, oh, no, because, you know, there's things that I might not want to remember. And then the trauma can revisit. And then the, I've also heard that, you know, you get the false memories and maybe something yeah. that didn't happen. So then I'll have trauma about something that didn't even happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, I was, and 
because I, I did the regression therapy, obviously. And I was just like, really? Could that have been like when I heard the first time I heard that regression therapy could give you a false memory? I was like, oh, no, maybe that's not real. <laughs> so but like did you ever get to find like the sort of significance to it like okay you had this thing with the mushrooms did you ever go online to be like okay what is the meaning of like this talking this talking food like communicating with you about something no nothing like that no, I actually have, I haven't. I, what, when I, when I did it, I actually ended up starting to eat mushrooms more. Interesting. That's pretty so, interesting. Cause I already like, well, most of my childhood, I didn't like mushrooms. And I wonder if I had that in the back of my mind because of that uh, experience. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to touch mushrooms. You know what I mean? Um, I, I didn't start really like liking mushrooms until I got, so I got super into fitness in around 2013. Okay. And so I started going to the gym, trying to uh, eat better and stuff. So I'm constantly looking into foods and stuff and mushrooms came up as like a very healthy, um, good, it's good for your brain, helps you with cognitive dissonance and um, regenerate helps you regenerate your brain cells so it helps you with memory and huh. stuff like that so I started implementing it more into into my diet and I actually just uh, bought mud water I don't know if you heard about mud water so mm -hmm. it's it's a coffee replacement and it's just ground up mushrooms and it's mixed with cocoa and cinnamon so like you have like a good taste but it's they say that it people who've tried it on the reviews they're like make sure you like put some kind of like milk or something or creamer into it for the because it's not like phenomenal tasting but you still get that like cinnamon and cocoa with it but if you mix it with like milk or like almond milk or something it'll taste a lot better so i can imagine so just the title itself kind sounds kind of like <laughs> not that appealing mud water yeah okay. so it, go so back it, to childhood here yeah it looks like um um like a protein powder or like coffee grinds basically okay. so it's supposed to support like um a healthy energy rather than like giving you that caffeine high yeah so i don't know i'm i'm gonna try it um and then the company reached out to me and asked me um, to make after I try it to make a reel and that I could make money off of um, posting it onto my Instagram and stuff like that and I was like oh That's I was badass. I'll do the reel I don't even care about the money but I was like I'll I'll help I was like I actually emailed them I was like I actually have a, a podcast I was like if I once I try it if I like it you know if you guys are interested I can like put an ad on my podcast for it but they they haven't answered so <laughs> they're a growing busy company so yeah but i'm pretty sure you'll you'll hear from them soon enough yeah i'm pretty sure they won't deny you either they're gonna be like hell yeah dude anything to get the word out there yeah right um so yeah i i, I want to i'm gonna try it but i think i think um the fact that i didn't need glasses after this experience was was really weird and 
Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why I said earlier that's trippy in all, a lot of levels, but that's very interesting actually. Yeah. Um, there's another question that I, I was actually curious. Have you, because become mainly because of your nightmares, have you ever um, like astral projected at all, or or? I want to say one dream did stick out one time. This only happened one time. I think I was in high school. I had this dream that I was kind of. Like, okay, you know how in movies they kind of do this thing that when you're going from one place to another and it's like this sort of swirl of all these colors and at the end of it, there's like a, that white light. Yeah. Okay, yes. so that's that was kind of my, the layout of my dream. I was I was going through this sort of like in time uh, with these with these colors going around and stars, like they were the most beautiful stars I've ever seen. I mean- we only see we can only see so far on, on what in our sky right but like there was a tablet it was a wooden tablet that came in front of me all of a sudden and it had like the weirdest inscription i have ever seen and i don't think i've ever come across on the internet anything that comes close to the sort of symbols i don't know what it meant i didn't even try reading it i, I think i just saw like these sort of faces of animals in it along with these sort of you know sharp lines mm. like I said I don't know what was the meaning of that I think I tried going over the internet to see what was what 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 was that supposed to mean but I didn't I didn't really find much on it so I, I think it was just like just a random dream but I want to say it was kind of like an astral projection kind of thing because like I said it was the swirl of colors that kind of just like gave it away and I've never had another dream like that ever again so hmm. I don't know that's interesting yeah so uh Tanya you have any questions for Vicky um sure um since we're we talked about our podcast yeah um so i guess like how do you decide like what do you want to talk about on your podcast and then like what is the process that goes into like planning the episode out i think for me what started off was just like talking about the whole halloween thing you know i think it's kind of like a starter point well for me i found it like a starter point but then I found that there's just so much that goes into it. And there's like this whole lengthy explanation for each and every one of these variety of things that goes into the holiday that I'm kind of planning out on the rest of my episode to do a better definition or description of these things. So, so I'm just, I just want to finish off like this second half of like this whole history of Halloween thing. And then from there, just kind of somewhat go back to the beginning, but talk about like these things in a separate term to kind of help like lay out my podcast a little bit longer because I don't want to just all of a sudden like stop talking about it and then someone had contacted me uh two weeks ago I forgot it, it was a political um account but like it's just people doing their own podcasts and they were like oh they want to talk about their spooky scary experiences for me to interview them and I'm like well, I don't have like this badass like technological resources but when I do I mean you're definitely there and I want to say that I want to do that as like a second season interview people about like their experiences 
and how did it affect their their worldview growing up and does it still to this day or did they kind of like just put it to the side and just be like well I'm just obsessed with this sort of thing instead of that or you know I want to be able to look at it at a more uh, societal cultural perspective rather than just focusing on just like the spooky experience and that's it you know I want to see like how did that did it was it a negative experience for them and okay if it was what was their perception of life afterwards or if it was positive how did it help them change themselves for the better you know what I mean awesome yeah that would be a phenomenal uh seat for a season two I think for you um yeah definitely I like so I this has been a lot of kind of sort of the same thing um I like to have con- conversation on top of listening to people's stories so like just getting to know uh the guest at the same time as listening to you know their stories um because a lot of people like I just I don't want to sit here and just be like all right tell me your scary shit and then (laughs) just sit here and listen to them and just be like oh 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 what else or what else you got or something you know something like that so I like the like the conversational aspect of it so I think that would be really cool and you seem to have like this like a, a really well like conversationalist within you so I think that would work out really well for you cool cool yeah no I mean I want to look at things from like an academic point of view I think I think it it, it stayed with me for those five years I was a teacher aide and like mm. that sort of education that teacher I guess I mean I wasn't exactly a teacher but you know working in it it didn't exactly leave me so doing this I was like I kind of want to do that I like what's the basis of all this and how do we benefit from it and how can we actually educate ourselves onto mm. this yeah all right that's a that's a, a really good perspective on that um i was also so i was also uh curious do you have you ever uh, uh delved into any like rabbit holes for like conspiracy wise conspiracy wise like no, I mean, I've just, there's certain subjects that I do want to stay out of, mm. mainly due to like a fear of like, okay, for me, down the rabbit hole that I don't want to get into is this whole thing about like Satanism and worshiping. Okay, so that's like, I have this fear that if the more I think about it, the more bad I'm going to bring into my life <laughs> or I'm going to see the devil myself in the corner of my room or something. <laughs> and, <laughs> that makes uh, sense. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's like my main thing that I don't want to get into for everything else. I just, I, I, I don't know. I guess I have not given too much of a deeper thought depending on the subject. And if it, crosses a certain line I'm like okay I'm done because like it's just not gonna leave my head I'm gonna have another damn nightmare about this tonight and I want my (laughs) fucking sleep please like leave me alone (laughs) let's not get there (laughs) that makes sense that makes sense I understand that um I do dives all the time and that was that's another aspect of of this podcast like so like um that episode with 305 
paranormal and mystic talk um bobby shoe he had some amazing things i actually got some um feedback for that episode and people really liked him and the things that he had to say and it really resonated with a couple people so i ended up messaging him to let him know that um people like people liked him so that's bad yeah so um so there's another podcast that i listened to called the conversation cabin oh with sarah yeah yeah. she's pretty great i really like her yeah we're actually working on a project together a secret project don't say anything (laughs) oh okay well she said well she stated it at at the end of her last episode so that's why i was bringing her up because i wanted to see um to ask you about it but if 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 it's a little hush hush then we won't get into it yeah i mean it's in the works as of right now we're supposed to meet up tomorrow but sadly tomorrow's going to be a very busy day for me that i told the girls like like because it's not just only me and her it's like two other girls Mm -hmm. um i told them that for tomorrow i was not going to meet up with them but we did have this thing planned out that every friday we're going to meet and collaborate on like ideas and, and the information so hopefully next Friday, they'll fill me in on what they found and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's, I'll give just a little hint. It's about, one of them is going to be about UFOs. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love UFO stories. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, Farah's a really good storyteller. I like, I oh, enjoy yeah, listening is. to her podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually, I'm going to end up reaching out to her. I've had, so I have a few people uh, on, but I know in her um, like introduction, she, she talked about investing, like doing a paranormal investigation in this cave yeah. behind her house or some, or some, I think it's behind mm-hmm. her house. Yeah. It, she says it's like, uh, it's like her backyard basically. Yeah. I want to have her come on and uh, uh, tell her, uh, her experience with that. So yeah. I'm eventually going to ask her about that. So we shall see if she wants to. Um, but anyways, Tanya, you have any uh, more questions? You, are you all set? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, fine then. All right, Vicki, uh, you want to tell uh, the good people, the maybe two or three people that listen to this, where they can find you in your podcast? I mean, um, my podcast is the same as my Instagram at Mrs. Spooky Obsess, like MRS, and then Spooky Obsess. If you know how to spell the rest of that, great. Um, <laughs> I just only have to describe the Mrs. part because I know a lot of people do mm-hmm. uh, misspell that keyword in particular. But yes, my Instagram is the same uh, as my podcast on Spotify and I'm trying to reach to other places like Am- no, Amazon music. Like I have it there. iHeartRadio, It's also there. Um, I'm trying to work on Apple podcasts, but it's, it's been a little difficult with me right now, but for the most part, my handle is the same all throughout Mrs. Spooky Obsessed. So if you're interested in the, in the, and the podcast great. It, I also have like some images on my Instagram. It's mostly cartoony-ish. Like I hope people don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people prefer to have to see like the sort of like realistic image, but the majority of my my content is is just kind of like a cartoon art based um, images mostly. So 
I mean, give it a thumbs up or listen to something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the show. You know where to find me, but I'll tell you again. Um, if you want to come on and talk about anything weird and spooky or whatever your experiences, tell your stories, please reach out to me at where the weird ones are at gmail.com. You can also get my Instagram where underscore the weird ones are. And if you go to my Instagram, you can definitely find Vicky at Mrs. Spooky Obsessed. Because I follow her and I enjoy um, her podcast as well, which I listen to on Spotify. So, with that being said, everybody, stay. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Because in the end, None of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, cast your eyes to the summer sky. When the stars are strung across the velvety night, and when a shooting star streaks through the blackness, turning night into day, Make a wish.